Hello again, everybody. This is Tim. You are listening to the No Name Road Show. It's the 19th one, and we are live here in Las Vegas. Joining me as he does every single episode, it is the man, the myth, the legend, the master photographer, expert man in the van, and owner, founder, and creator of Lost and Found Skates, Joe McCarsky. Yes! Hey! This is the 19th episode. This episode is brought to you by Screwball, peanut butter whiskey to the Misfits, Black Sheep, and Screwballs out there. Whiskey with natural flavors and caramel color. Cheers, Joe. Let's kick off number 19. Theme song. And we're back. Um, Also, we have special guests. Van and Finn here. So Finn is trying to make his first guest appearance. Well, not first, but uh, yeah, exactly. Hey, Finn. You're singing along. Um, so uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. Joe, last time we talked with you, you were at uh, a Walmart parking lot just outside of Phoenix. How did you get here to Las Vegas? Oh, my goodness. Um, so as... You're walking around the kitchen. Uh, we've been trying to decide what we want to eat, and Tim's making some. What are you making again? Like a homemade ramen, but with like instead of using the packet, like my own powder creation. So if you hear some like little banging, that's me serving up the spices to mix for what we'll be ultimately making from scratch. But that's a lot of ginger. That is a lot of ginger. You know, this reminds me when I was making a recipe at the time growing up. <laughs> we won't do that blog episode. No, no. so you, uh, whatchamacallit? All right. You, you, uh, you're you in the Walmart parking lot. So last time I was in the Walmart parking lot, the reason I was there was I was having some van problems where we just dropped a, um, the gas tank of 25 gallons of diesel gasoline um, right and somebody was siphoning it out of the van we their siphoned straw, 25 right? gallons of gasoline into five gallon walmart buckets into the desert um and dropped the gas tank put a new fuel pump in there and um decided well not decided we we did it all put it in there started the engine up it started fine there was a check engine light that came on and which it just seemed to happen that everybody that needed to help us came out of the woodwork. A guy just came from the from around the way and he was like, Hey, you guys having some engine problems? And it was like, Well, yeah, we got it all solved. And he's asking me if I have a scan tool to check any kind of codes. And I was like, Well, one just came on and hooked up the scan code, um, cleared the code, and took off from. Yuma, Arizona, which we needed to get to Phoenix. So the drive from Phoenix, Arizona, took us about three hours, which only takes about an hour and a half. (laughs) Just why so slow? Sure. After the first 20 miles, the engine died. It lost power, and I had to pull over, turn the engine off, and turn it back on. That happened every... Three miles after that. Halfway between Yuma and Phoenix, we got to a town called Arroyo, Arroyo, and we, we I had some friends that were following me, some friends that met up with me, and... He, Way better than just, like, there were these unmarked cars following me. <laughs> it could have been a lot worse in the middle of nowhere. Uh, we had a lot of checkpoints. There was a lot of... You know, the middle of nowhere, one town. What do you mean checkpoints? Checkpoints where you go through and you have to go through and they say, hey, you carry any um, fruits and vegetables or anything like that. Oh, really? Okay. And I'm also traveling with Zach and Mary, who Zach has a Tourette's and he has to have his quote-unquote medication, um, which is also known as I have no oranges. Okay. Um, so... Um, we keep on driving, drive halfway there, realize the, the engine's stalling every couple of miles. 
and we get to Walmart. And that's the last time I think we talked. That yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. That's the last time we talked to Walmart. Mm-hmm. So, um, get to Walmart and stayed there. Got to Walmart on a Saturday, started calling mechanics, and realized the first mechanic's not going to be able to see me within five days. All right, cool. So, we stayed at a Walmart parking lot for about a week, which is awesome because now we have, unlike anything else before, we have accessibility to whatever we need. Oh, are you craving cookies? Yeah, I'm craving cookies. Let's get cookies. Oh, you're craving ice cream? Yeah, I'm craving ice cream. Let's get ice cream. Oh, you want to do this? Yeah, I'll do this. Uh, Which came to the point of like any vacation that you go on that you realize you're spending too much money, you need to go off a vacation. So Walmart was our vacation of we're spending way too much money. What was uh what was like one of the most obnoxious things that you bought while you're in the parking lot? Lots of beer. Lots and lots of beer. Uh cookies. Cookies and ice cream. Okay. We probably spent like forty dollars worth of it, it <laughs> might have been like maybe fifteen dollars worth each of ice cream that like two nights in a row. Now are you a um like uh ice cream should have lots of like shit inside there, so like a chunky monkey or like uh, like cookie dough where it's got like different texture. Or are you like I like strawberry and it should be super smooth. <laughs> I don't know if you've been to Walmart in a, in a while, looked at their ice cream selection, but it's just like everything they have. You're like you go with high expectations of like oh they have Ben and Jerry's. Let me get oh they have this Ben and Jerry's. Oh, they don't have the Ben and Jerry's I'm used to. All right. Well, I guess we'll go. All right. This this will be good enough. And you know what? This is great. We'll take this. Well, this one's awesome. Is this Lennon Larry's? I've never heard of that. Like, all right. I guess. Let's the see. worst. And, and, and it was the worst. We all hated it. Um, but there were some situations where um, Zach, the Kibitourette's, uh, he, 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 he has some, um, situations where his, his hearing is so overwhelming where he can't be around washing machines or dryers. Oh, like, uh, like a sensitivity. Like Super okay. sensitivity. Okay. So we woke up one night where Zach is parked like within six inches, bumper to bumper, to my, to the 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 the, the rear end of my bumper, and that's kind of where I sleep. He also has these spring-loaded walls, where he has a punching wall that he can punch if he gets oversensitized and he starts punching it. Okay. Woke up at like three in the morning and they were leaf blowing. What I woke up to was a large thumping in my chest. And that was Zach punching the van, reverberating through the van to my chest and the back. And I could feel what it felt like somebody was hit me on the chest. He was punching the van so hard. Wow. So I wake up at three in the morning. I wake up and I'm like, what the fuck is that noise? I hear Zach screaming and punching. I put my pants on. I walk outside. As I'm walking outside, I see Ethan open up his door. And Ethan's all of 110 pounds in boxers going, oh, my God, who am I going to kill? Mary, Zach's mom, is now outside like, Zach, I need to chill him down. But seeing me and Ethan running out of the vans like we're going to kill somebody, she starts crying. She's like, oh, my God, this is beautiful. This is awesome seeing somebody being so strong and want to take care of what happened to Zach. So I went over there and I was like, dude. You need to chill out right now. This this needs to stop. And he's like, well, Walmart hired me to do this. And I was like, well, this over here, this kid's brain's bleeding. And he's like, okay, just give me another minute. So that was like the craziness of how <laughs> things happen with Zach. I'm, at first, I thought you were trying to tell Zach, and that was his response, that Walmart had hired him to do it. To bleed like, a minute. <laughs> Walmart's hiring me to bleed a minute. So... Uh, Zach, Mary, and Ethan all hung out with me for like a week at Walmart, um, knowing I had to go to a mechanic. I went to a mechanic. 
And the mechanic was like, hey, look, we've done everything we can to get everything working, but it's without, it's, it, we've gone past all of everything we can do here. You need a Mercedes mechanic. Okay, cool. No. You need a Mercedes mechanic, but isn't your van a Dodge? All sprinters. Dodge, Freightliner, all of them, all sprint, sprinters are Mercedes engines. And they're all just labeled and slapped on with Dodge. Interesting. So every sprinter van is a Mercedes, which so is interesting. Do you pay, like, so um, since doing this podcast, uh, it is funny how it's influencing what I have on the web. Because like when I watch ah. YouTube videos and things like that, I get a ton of Mercedes Sprinter van commercials. And Which, do you pay a premium to get the peace symbol, like the Mercedes symbol on the front versus like a Dodge? Even though everything's the same, right? It's it's all the same. No, right. no. Okay, you, so you, like, you, everybody has to have Mercedes computers. I guess, no, I'm saying it's like, even though they're the exact same vehicle, yeah. do you pay more for the one that has the Mercedes logo on it versus one that nope. has like a Dodge? Nope. So they're all the same. Oh, all that's the same. Stop. And it's funny that you get all of those like advertisements. Have you watched any YouTube videos of Mercedes? Uh, of no. fixing? Uh-uh. It's all the Russian guys that are drinking, and you can barely pronounce anything, and they don't have any of the right tools. <laughs> to fix anything. <laughs> and they're like, oh, in Russia, we fix with this. <laughs> and they're like, well, I don't have that United States. I need to know how to fix it in the United States without so, going to Mercedes. It's not like, like, I was imagining more of like, it's a specialty tool of like, oh, this is a octagonal uh, screw uh, head that you need a special tool for. But... We typically use hammer in Russia. I, I hold on. I know this octagonal <laughs> screw you talk. This is a T twenty five. Oh, that's the T twenty five. Very common. The T one thousand, which is the right. one that just like adjusts whatever. It and the, the type of my engine that everybody like it on, on, on the road. When I see other sprinter people, they're like, "Oh, is this a T one N?" And I'm like, "Well, yes, it is. The T one N is the type of engine I have." And everybody loves the T1N because you can't kill the T1N Terminator. Like <laughs> you cannot kill it. <laughs> everybody loves the T1N. So anytime I go online to look up any kind of problems, I don't have to put in, which I used to do, 2005 Dodge Sprinter, which is a lot of typing. Now when I do a problem, I see T1N. What's the problem? And uh, everybody has a, a fix of the T1N. Oh, and I love it. But yeah. So I go to this mechanic. The mechanic's like, hey, man, we, we usually work on sprinters. I'm, I'm the guy. Like, I, I'm real daring and all this stuff. But I just don't have the computers and the capacity and to go further than what you need. You need to go to Dodge. I was like, all right, cool. It's an hour... 10 minutes to drive to Dodge from his place. It took me three hours. I had a, it, it stalled every two, two miles, three miles. And it took, it took a long time, got there. And finally I got there and they were like, hey, look, this is the Thursday I got there. Um, I'm picking up Nikki, my girl, in Las Vegas, where I'm now in Phoenix. And I'm, in, I'm at the Mercedes mechanic on a Thursday. And they say, hey, I, I, well, they didn't say, hey, I'm in Mercedes on a Thursday and I have to pick up Nikki in, in Las Vegas on a Monday. And they're like, all right, well, let's get you in. Let's diagnose it. Um, find out what's going on. Cool. Go in, they diagnose it. And they're like, oh, by the way, Mercedes, have you ever been to a Mercedes dealership and you've ever been catered to a Mercedes dealership. No. Unbelievable. You go in, they're like, hey, look, here's the lounge, here's the cafe, here's, you know, the place where you can sit, here's everything. Everything's complimentary. Whatever you want, these people can cook for you. These people can take care of you. Anything, whatever you want. This is awesome. I'm starving. I want muffins. I want coffee. I want everything. <laughs> they have it all. 
Um, can I bring the dog in van? Yeah, bring the van in. We want water for the dog. There's a place over to walk the dog. Yeah, it's cool. And um, go in there and they diagnose it. And within a couple of hours, they're like, well, we thought we could save you some money, but um, we need, well, first when they brought me in, they were like, we need to sign you off for $178 uh, diagnosis fee. Don't worry. That'll go towards any kind of labor fee you have. And I was like, all right, well, cool. Um, I go into the resort or Mercedes, look around, sit down, <laughs> do everything I need to do. So basically you got charged resort fee. Resort fee. Uh, so they come back and they're like, hey, look, we thought we could save you some money on salvaging your computer, but it looks like the mechanic was like, there's a short new computer. Um, this is going to cost $1,400 and three hours of labor to replace it. And I was like, well, that sucks. And it instantly went from like, hey, thank you very much. We're like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> fuck this. Fuck everything you're saying. What the fuck? And, um, and I was, and I was a dick to them. They were a dick to me back, but it was like, they punched me in the stomach, like, fuck this, fuck that. And, um, afterwards I was like, well, I'm bent over the barrel. I need to take care of this. And they were like, well, all right, so we need to order that part. It'll be here Monday morning. And I was like, well, holy shit, I got to pick up my girl Nikki in Vegas, which is four hours away from here at nine o'clock at night. Will that... 100% guarantee be here Monday morning. Yeah, it will be here Monday morning. Cool. All right. So I spent Thursday day all the way until Monday morning in the parking lot of Mercedes, which turned into the Mercedes Resort. One of the most boring places I've ever been in my life. Um, they have a place where people can actually go and plug in the van and do everything they want. Um, they have water. Uh, fill up and at the and, and it was it was boring. It was the auto mile, nothing to do whatsoever anywhere there. Van is known amongst the chosen families when we camp to pee on different vans' tires. He and I peed on every employee tire <laughs> <laughs> and marked all of them um, all around. I uh, got caught up on my Netflix. I caught up on everything. Uh, cleaned the van, did everything I wanted. It was super boring there. And come Monday morning, the park comes in. They um, put it in, diagnose it, get everything working with the computer, and call me in. And they're like, hey, did you know that you have a problem with your um, van stalling? And I was like, well, fuck yeah, that's why I brought it here. And they're like, oh. <laughs> well, let's us take a look at that. And I was like, you motherfuckers. What do you so mean, that let's was, take a look at that? Like, wasn't that what you were supposed to be looking $2,400 to get them to the point where I came in with. As I was at the Mercedes Resort walking around and walking van, I saw a German automotive shop, not even a block away, um, within, within me staying on something like a Friday or a Saturday. After a Monday, when they told me all the repairs, I said, hold on, stop. I called the German place, and they were like, yeah, we can get that part for you, and it sounds like a, um, a fuel pump. We'll have it installed within three hours tomorrow. And I was like, okay. So brought it to them. They charged me another grand. So $3,400 later, I'm leaving Phoenix with a brand-new computer um, and headed to... The chosen family. What I didn't, what I left out there, and this is a long story. I'm so sorry. And I always get dry mouth. So I'm going to take a drink. Because these stories are all so fucking long. And I feel so bad all the fucking time. Yeah. Um, but, so, um, as they were fixing my car on Monday, Nikki and I were corresponding back and forth. And she has a plane ticket to come into Las Vegas. And I'm like, hey, Nick, it's 12 o'clock. Um... I got to be in Vegas at, what, 9 o'clock? So it's 4 hours, 5 o'clock, 5 o'clock times. And as it's getting closer and closer, we're trying to figure out, like, all right, do, do we fly her into Phoenix? Um, does she not come? Um, what What's going to happen? So she rented a car um, from Phoenix. No, from, from Las Vegas. 
flew in at nine o'clock and rented a car and drove all the way to me on Monday, got in at like one in the morning. And we both crashed, woke up the next morning, drove straight to that German mechanic. They fixed it within three hours and drove away and everything was fine, which was awesome. Uh, then we met up with the chosen family, stayed there for a while. Which now, is, where, did, where did you meet up at? Like just north of like Phoenix? Tonto National Forest, <laughs> which is um, east of Phoenix, which is it's beautiful. It's unbelievably beautiful. We stayed out, and there's supposedly there's you have to go to this gate, put in a code, and code drive like a mile in, um, which the the gate is always open. Went in there, stayed the first night, met up with everybody. It was unbelievably, it was beautiful. It's everything that you imagine the license plate of Arizona looking like: mountains, cacti. Um, sand and where we stayed there was a little river right down um yonder right down a little past like this little bank but the coolest part was we wake up in the morning and they'd be like there's like maybe 12 of us in the group and three or four us four of us will be up like you know eight in the morning and there'd be horse like wild horses walking through the campsite and just eating grass and just doing the <laughs> And just looking at us and we're looking at them and it was beautiful watching the sun come up and seeing the cactus and seeing the horse right there and it's it's awesome um we stayed there for a couple of days then drove to sedona where it was the first couple of times that nick and i had our alone time and it was super nice it was romantic ran into more van problems the o2 sensor went replaced that um, and then went to Page, Arizona, went to Canab, St. George, and now we're in Las Vegas. And I know that's a whole fucking long ass <laughs> fucking story that we haven't talked in a long time. And I feel so bad all the time that this happened Why? because it's so long and I get so not bored with it, but I, <laughs> I feel so like, oh God, nobody wants to hear about those two like, travels. Fuck, I punched out at the ten minute. Mark. I did. <laughs> I feel the same. Yeah, but I've had some serious band issues that I feel like I cleared up, and it's all clean slate now. And um, oh, and you got to meet some of the chosen families. I did, uh, and we'll be with that once we come back from the break. So we are uh, here in Vegas now, uh, and yes, uh, so several members of yeah. the of of the chosen family showed up. I uh, was walking Finn earlier, uh, just before recording this, and ran into a couple of neighbors, and they were like, uh, "Do you know like a lot of delivery people? Like <laughs> I just saw this like caravan of vans coming on like, the, the weekend." And then uh, I was like, no, that's, you know, that's Joe. You've met Joe from before and everything else like that. And like, oh, so was everybody staying with you? I was like, no, those are their homes. Like they, they live. Oh, we thought Joe just was like, he did like long haul delivery. Yeah, and I was like, I'm a in trucker. a sprinter van? I was like, holy, no, no. Like, and they're like, he lives in there? I was like, yeah, he has a bed and a kitchen and like running water and like, place to go to the bathroom like he's got all this stuff and i was like and every van is different i mean there's some similarities about how they arrange things because it's like space convenient they're like wow and like does he just do that for a couple weeks when he's on vacation i was like no like literally they live in the they could not get that through their head of like and then uh which was the best part was followed up with well um uh, i heard amazon is hiring <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so the, uh, the, the the chosen family came to uh, Viva Las Vegas, I guess. Vegas. And it's funny you say that. Like, they're, they're thinking of, like, you know, how long have they been in there? Is this whatever? And I do remember I was talking to Nick just even within yesterday about this. And she goes back and forth. Um, every two weeks, she'll go back to Portland and be with her children and – and then she would come out for two weeks and stay with me wherever I'm at while her ex-husband has custody. Excuse me. And, uh, and one of the things I remember, like, it was even 
when when I first told you I was doing this, I told her I was like, yeah, I told uh, Tim I was doing this, and his response was, how long is this trip gonna be? And it's it's an interesting thing of like, yeah, you get what I'm doing in a sense, but you don't really get the scope of what's really going on. Like like they got the the interest in the the like the the thought of like, oh, he lives in there. But the scope of it, like, oh, does he deliver now? Like, is he doing all that stuff? And I was like, no, just living in there indefinitely for how, however long it's happening. So, yeah. Uh, it, it's interesting hearing that story and relating it back to even everyday conversations I have with chosen family members and with people that are being introduced to this life that I'm doing on a daily basis. Oh, Finn, I can hear you. What's the matter, friend? Hmm? You have comments about visiting and seeing all the people? Yeah? You're like, oh my god, I haven't seen any other humans for months, and then suddenly... They're all here in my house! All these, like, invaders, van people, weirdos, freaks! Yeah, so it was weird even, like, um, having all of the van life, not all of them, but select choice, uh, not select, but... (laughs) Exclusive. Um, it, it, the 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 fellas that and and the people that did show up in their vans, knowing that the the end of our sort of like mini tour was coming to Las Vegas. Um, we all knew that we would show up at your place and inviting him into your home, and then seeing uh, Adam and Katie who travel into a va- travel together in a van, the Vangelicos. Um, and, um, James and Amy, also Jimmy and Hellfire, um, they, they came into the home and seeing them inside a house was a weird setting for me because I've only seen them outside of houses. I've only seen them in deserts, mountains, rivers, everything except for a four four walled structure other than a van. So seeing them in a house was really weird to me. And having them all inside was even more strange. Well, one of the things that was super fun for me, uh, meeting everybody in person for the first time, or not everybody, but like right. those that were here, was the same theme happening over and over again, which was, oh my God, when they sat down in the living room and everyone's like, when was the last time you sat on a couch? Yeah. When was the last time you sat on a couch? Oh my God, this TV is so big. It's like as big as the wall in the kitchen I have to walk to? Holy <laughs> And then the other piece is like because of the fact that like I mean we're pretty serious about water here in yeah. the desert. But uh it was literally like having people that were just from the jungle learning how to use like modern faucet and plumbing. Because it was there was like everyone else like I don't know, like you just kind of know like how much to open the faucet. But like every time I came into the bathroom, it was a trickle. It, yeah, it's a like, trickle. Like either it was a trickle, or you just hear people like "fuck shit," and then I'd come in, and it looked like a water balloon had been like broken. And my other thing was, like, I didn't understand. Like, it's been so long that I've had hot water. I turned the hot water on, it burned my hands up, and I couldn't figure out, like, oh, let me just turn the hot water down. No, that didn't work. That's still goddamn hot. Like, oh, you have to add cold water to it. So I'm so used to only cold water. And that's like three years of only having cold water. So that was a weird epiphany even here. Yeah. It, it like we all, all of us was like, do you always, do you see how much water's coming out of this faucet? Oh my God, I can wash these dishes and I don't have to worry about turning it off. Look at this white thing like you sit on and it has moving water to flush everything underneath you. (laughs) I don't have to empty this. Now, where's the kitty litter box? (laughs) Those are upstairs. You don't have to use those. Those are just for the cats. Yeah, it was, it was, it was fun seeing everybody doing the same thing. And, um, but yeah, um, I was just even having this conversation with Nikki, just flew back to Portland of that feeling. I know we've discussed this many times is going into a city and that anxiety of not only like 
traffic or whatever. It's just like so many people. Like I can't walk walk outside my van and pee right outside the door, which is I, I probably could as a guy in the middle of the night, but I can't just set my chair out and build a fire and just look at the stars. Or I just can't just do everything I want to do outside of the van. I'm a little bit inside and a little bit... Um, so um, it is interesting uh, because all of you had kind of like that same reaction, right? Coming back to a city or an urban environment, especially after being out for, you know, weeks yeah. um, in that secluded kind of pee and set fires wherever you want to um, style a living to, you know, a major metropolitan area that, you know, just even on, I think it was Friday, uh, because we were in downtown Las Vegas picking up pizza at Pizza Rock, uh, and we saw the same traffic, but Adam and Katie oh, were coming yeah. in the same direction, and we're like, oh my god, we're like so stressed out, like we're in tons of like six-lane gridlock, and we're driving through it, and like, you know, you know, there's a little bit here, we're like, oh, we'll go in the carpool lane, and like, we're zipping right along, like... Yeah, things are slow, but I wouldn't say it's like gridlock. Yeah, so your everyday traffic or your everyday going to get something was his freakout session of like, oh my god, man, there's cars everywhere. I we we went to Planet Fitness, put fitness showered, went to the guitar store, and you could tell like the overwhelmingness of so much has happened right there, and now we're stuck in traffic. We don't know if we can handle anything else, so we're probably not going to show up and just go someplace and, um, you know, relax because of the the the, the bumper to bumper traffic, which was just your everyday normal traffic of going to get pizza. Yeah, that. So being having that is crazy to think of um, being in van life and then just that little minimal. Of coming back to this craziness, which is not crazy, but it is, and I get it. Like I related to him, yeah. Which I would have been like earlier, a couple of years ago. Been like, Just shut the fuck up and let's go. Get <laughs> old. You, you're fine. You'll be here in ten minutes. But now it's like I relate to him again, and I get you. It's okay. If you need to go do your thing, go do your thing. We'll be here when you get here. It's all good. But it is funny because it, uh, it, like, just hearing him talk about the Vegas traffic, like he could be a local because the people here complain <laughs> about the traffic all the time. Oh my God. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, yeah, like traffic is still moving. Try like sitting dead in traffic. Like back when I first moved to Mass, I, like, <laughs> I lived in Somerville. I had an office in Lowell, which is – if it's just a normal drive, is like a 30-minute drive north, maybe 40, 42, something like right. that. And then I'd have another office up in New Hampshire, uh, God damn it, Nashua, like just yeah. outside of Nashua. But on certain days, I would finish my workday in Nashua and then drive back to Somerville. Oh, which is terrible. There. And you're just caught on Route 3. And... Like, I remember at the time, like, I was working in uh, construction, so the end of my workday was, like, right around 3 o'clock, and you would think, that's awesome, you're going to beat the traffic. No. no. All I did was make the traffic to, like, <laughs> Burlington, right, where, like, you get to the inner, like, to oh, 128, God. and then you sit there for a longer period of time. Like, that was back in the day where they had, like... Uh, BCN was still on the air. Yes. And they would have like all the comedy shows, like the drive shows, and I would listen to all of it. So I'd listen to like the entirety of Opie and Anthony, and then I'd switch over to like sports radio and listen to the big show. And then I forget, like, there was something else that was on even after that. And then I would get home, and it'd be like three fucking hours in the car. And I'm like, this, it was such a bad drive that I picked up a second job. Ah. I worked. I would leave Nashua and I would work at the Burlington Mall at Crate and Barrel for a couple of hours just to let the traffic subside. It was like – so when I hear people complain about the traffic here and it's like, fuck off. You, you're bringing up uh, memories of living in Massachusetts where your schedule doesn't revolve around what your friends are doing. 
It revolves around like, well, I might see this person because the traffic might be better over this time of day. <laughs> I may go do this errand because the traffic is better over here. And that's how you see your friends. It's all depending on traffic. And it sucks. But also, Nikki and I were driving around, I think it was yesterday, and I was like, God damn it, I went out with Tim to get pizza. And I didn't realize how bad the people drive here, but he hates fucking drivers in Las Vegas. And now I hate them. They drive <laughs> like idiots. Like it's unpredictableness all the time where I don't know if you're an old lady that drives like a crazy old woman or a crazy bat shit like you got a, a brand new Mustang and you want to make it loud going crazy by me. I don't understand any of you and how you drive. Yeah. And uh, so there was a, uh, our, our friend Casey sent me a link and it was uh, the top 10 and bottom 10 worst drivers in or worst states to drive in in America. And like, it wasn't just like it wasn't just necessarily like the reputation of uh, of places, but like number of accidents. Uh, number of uninsured motorists on the road, <laughs> number of unregistered motorists on the road, uh, education within the state, uh, insurance prices, like all of these, like deaths per thousand, like everything else like that. Um, asked like the group of like, what do you think is the worst state? And everyone's like, oh, New York, Massachusetts. Both of those were in the top 10. Number 49 of 50 states. Hello, Nevada. <laughs> yeah, they, it is every street I pull out of and every stoplight, I'm angry. It's, it's so crazy here. And, like, I love Las Vegas. I, like, I really enjoy living, living here. But uh, I have never seen so many cars without license plates on the road. Oh, my God. But no front or back and I'm like, are you kidding me? And then the other thing is, if you've never been here outside of the strip, all it is is billboards for attorneys. Like, injured in an auto accident? Let not free injury law like get you. Uh, Adam Kuttner, I know what it means to win. Yeah, you do, Adam. My favorite is injuredinahotelroom.com. <laughs> <laughs> Both Nick and I are like, that's a thing? Oh, yeah. Like, hey, if you can't win at the slots, win in the court. <laughs> I'm going to get my money from fucking MGM one way or the other. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It's such a weird time. We were talking about this even just with like hockey rinks and the ads around the boards. Oh my so like God. Vegas, like the Golden Knights around the boards is nothing but like attorneys in the casinos. Who was that one guy that was on the Zamboni or the Yeah, it's, what you call it? it's Adam Kuttner. That's what I was making fun of before. Like, <laughs> so, uh, what, uh, one of his first times here visiting, we were watching a Golden Knights game together. And this has become Joe's favorite attorney because – Adam Kuttner, I'm sure, is an amazing human being, a really nice guy. If you ever find yourself in trouble, I believe strongly that he's the right guy to call. That being said, <laughs> since he's an attorney and might be like looking for things, uh, he is one of the nerdiest looking dudes that you can have out there. And he's decided to be like one of the official legal sponsors of the Golden Knights, of which I think there's like five. And... Because there's him, there's Ed Bernstein, who is the uh, penalty box uh, manager, which is actually, that's the, one of the most brilliant, like, marketing, like, if I'm the attorney that's getting people out of jail, oh, like, you want the, to be the, the, penalty the penalty box sponsor, right? Like, Ed Bernstein, that's my guy. Like, if you're, th that you're doing genius. that type of 4D chess, like... You'll be out in two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> that should be a slow to Ed Bernstein. Like, instead of better call Ed... Two minutes for a minor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. But Adam Kuttner is one of the guys who also sponsors ads, and he's put his face on one of the Zambonis. And uh, his ads, he's so, like, uh, robotic. Yeah. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that if that like that man probably knows like the law down to like he could say of, like well you know in the state constitution subparagraph four line five third word in and he's just saying it off the top of his head that type of robotic human being um, but he has his ads and he's like I know what it's like to win 
and win big and what it's like to compete and win at the top level. And it's like, no, you don't. You absolutely <laughs> I'm don't. on a Zamboni. Yeah. <laughs> top level. <laughs> he finishes his like and like the Golden Knights chant is Go Knights Go. And his is and Go Knights Go. <laughs> and Go Knights Go. Well, Knights go. <laughs> Knights were never in Las Vegas. Does not compute. <laughs> I do not remember indigenous medieval. <laughs> What's his name again? Um, Adam. Shit, my name just. I don't know. Adam Cutner. Oh God, look that up. It's so good. Yeah, Adam Cutner, Ed Bernstein. And Nakvi Injury Law. Those oh, are the God, that guy. And Nakvi is hysterical. And they're like, and now a word from Nakvi Injury Law. It happens in every uh, Golden Knights broadcast. Doesn't say a word in any of his commercials. It's just him looking pretty. And like, ooh, here I am in my very expensive suit chewing on a pen. Chewing on a pen, but he doesn't look at the camera. It's no. always chewing on a pen. Looking over down at like his calendar. Or looking out at somebody coming in the door, or looking down at the keyboard, or looking across the window. It's always different, nice quarter looks all the time. And it's NAKVI, N A K V I? N A Q V I. Oh my God. I love that guy so much. It's everywhere. Uh, over, like, like, car injury settlement for $1.2 million. It's like scrolling across the bottom of the screen. But anyway, so, yes, yeah. lawyer tangent. What I'm saying is, is that, like, yeah, no, the drivers here are so <laughs> absolutely terrible that, like, when I go out, or when I used to go out more, uh, it scares me so much of, like, I don't drive. If I'm going to have even, like, one drink, like, I don't want to be anywhere on the road, nothing impaired. Yeah, they're like, looking for you. It's much more, like, like, it's not even that I'd get a ticket. It's just all I need is that one, like, insurance chaser. One or Bernstein. A, a, like, I, yeah, I hit Bernstein or I hit, like, one of the, uh, whatchamacallit, the no license plate, no insurance person that's now hired knock the injury law. And they're like, oh, you have a job? All right. <laughs> We're just going to take one of your cats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so you're going to the game tomorrow? I'm going to the game tomorrow. Uh, it should be fun. They just, I think, uh, increased capacity to like 30%. So yep. I think it's like 3,700 people are going to be in like a 22,000 <laughs> seat arena. Do they have the cutouts? The cutout covers? No. Uh, no cutouts in Vegas. It's all live, real people. All live, real people. And then uh, they put covers on the seats that are the team colors. Uh, and that like oh, for right. like the empty seats and yeah. then the seats that people can sit in at the socially distant uh, pieces are the ones that are all black because the fans the will be there. Six foot social distance drum bots and yeah. So, I mean, it looks like they do. Uh, awesome. and then, That's uh, awesome. they have chance the Gila monster. He runs around with a mask on like gritty, like, but grit, no gritty has the face shield. He doesn't have a mask. He doesn't. Have you seen gritty's calendar? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I can imagine the what gritty like. naked calendar they're putting out. <laughs> well, I saw that they did a whole skit where they had like an auction of a painting of him laid out like one of the French girls from like, Titanic. Oh no, not the French girls. It's like George when <laughs> like Kramer the, painted him. The Costanza. The Costanza. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gritty! What a perfect like. Yeah. That's they, that they nailed that mascot so well. I I love introducing that character to so many people that only knows hockey from afar. And I'm like, well, do you know about the Philadelphia Flyers? Philadelphia Flyers mascot? And they're like, no. And I show up and they're just like, I don't. What what is that? And it's nobody knows. I don't know what it is. What do you think it is? Well, it's like what you. I mean, it fits with Philadelphia because it's like, what the fuck is the Philly fanatic? That thing with like the weird like <laughs> oh, horn and like. Makes zero sense. And like, all right, they made that. And then who the hell did they hire? And they're like, what, what's the conversation? Like the owner of the Flyers is like, all right. So the Fanatic has been around for forever. And now the Eagles, after it's always sunny in Philadelphia, have Green Man. We need our own weird fucking thing for hockey in this town. And whoever came up with it was like, I got you. 
Did I tell you the story, and I may have, and you can say yes, of um, when I shot the game at Nassau Coliseum for the, the Bruins Islanders game, and they hated me? And the way I knew they hated me, so all right, so the old Nassau Coliseum, the not super old, like maybe 10 years ago, but it was super old back then. And uh, me and a cousin Amanda went there, and I was like, hey, Amanda, I'm going to shoot the the Islanders at Nassau Coliseum, you want to come? She's like, fuck yeah. So we were living in Massachusetts in Boston. She gets her Boston Bruins jersey and we're driving there and just the whole time, like, oh my God, I can't believe this is awesome, awesome, awesome. And I was like, well, I have to get there real early because I'm part of the media and I have to be there at least two to three hours beforehand so they can sign seats. So Nassau Coliseum, I don't know if you've ever been there. No. Um, it's on Long Island, and it's in a weird spot where it's like industrial, and there's a humongous parking lot, and off the distance is the Coliseum. And it's this kind of round, kind of top hat looking kind of place without the brim. So it's like okay. that like oval, tall building oh, in okay. the middle of a parking lot, and this is in the middle of winter, and there's no cars except for like maybe some faculty that may be doing some maintenance and whatever doing whatever in the thing. And we pull in to the, the parking lot in the very beginning, like you get off the road and we still see it like, you know, a quarter of a mile. There's like where the rink is at. And we see this one person get walked from the rink from the distance. Like it looks like an ant gets in the car, see the car hop and they get in there and it buzzes. And we see only one car buzzing up to us. And Amanda gets out of the, we're out of the car now taking pictures of the rink, like, ah, oh, from afar. And we hear, Father, getting closer, <laughs> fucking, fucking Bruins suck! <laughs> and it's a guy just driving by, like, come buzzing by, and Amanda's wearing her Bruins shirt. She's like, well, that was a nice welcome. <laughs> I love the the image of like the car from like the cartoons the where it's like zigzag. Yeah, that's what you park. see like buzzing back and forth, and I'm like, what is that coming right at us? <laughs> is it yelling at us? <laughs> and it doesn't stop; just goes by. It's like, fuck his Awesome. So um, we get back in the car, drive up to the building, and realize that like, all right, we're early. Get there. And um, I'm trying to do the thing where, like, hey, I shoot the Bruins, and this is my assistant wearing full Bruins garb. And they're like, nah, she can't come in. You can come in. And I was like, well, there's nobody in here. Is it cool? And they're like, all right, this one time. Come on in. So me and her got in extra early, and we got to go in the rink, walk around the rink. No fans, nobody, no nothing there. Um, not even people on the ice clean the ice, so we're extra early. And it's 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 uh it's an old rink where the seating arrangement is set up in gri not grids, it's set up in sections from ice level all the way up to the top. So if you wanna go Oh, so to, there's not like levels, there's not like a one hundred, two hundred, three hundred. It's all just one big slope. One but big then, slope and then there's like one like bi level split stairs in between those the, the it's, like an, it's like an old uh baseball old, park. Old. Like an old ball. But it's park, yeah. sectioned off into like A, B, C, D, F, G around the rink. Okay. If you wanna go from section A to section B, you have to go all the way down the stairs, down to A, cross over, then go all the way up. Like, you can't just be like, hey, you're next to me. Let me go over to section B. You have to go all the way down these stairs. And that's how all it was around the whole thing. Wow. Um, smell like peanuts. Of course. The scoreboard was a four-sided, like, oh. coming down scoreboard with the bulbs in it. <laughs> Hanging from the bottom of the scoreboard was a disco ball. Of course. And, um... And then when it came time to like, oh, cool, I need to find out where the photo room is. Go to the photo room and it's like, you know, I don't know, 15 cubicles of people, like um, not even people, 15 cubicles. And I see maybe two computers. And I'm like, yeah, I'm here to shoot the Bruins. And they're like, oh, there's no room in here. And I was like, what about that? No, no, that's for such and such. Oh, what about that? No, that, that's such and such. You're going to go to the overflow. So they walked me across the whole rink down these little alleys and everywhere. We go into a closet 
I open up the closet. <laughs> and there's a dude with a red stapler. No, there is a dude wearing almost all of the mascot except for his hat. And I can't remember the mascot is, but it's this br- the blue bird type of mascot. And it this old man, like male pattern baldness, where his hair is just growing in on the sides, on the, pa- uh, the, 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 old, the gray... And he's, he's got a scruffed up beard. His hands are on his on his kneecaps, and he's has everything on on the mascot except for the helmet. He looks up and he's like, "Hey," and I was like, "Hey, <laughs> this is where you'll be with the photo room guy." <laughs> and I'm setting up my stuff, breaking all my camera stuff out. Like, oh, I'm so excited to be here. It's kind of cool, whatever. And the guy just didn't move the whole time, just like looking real sad. And uh, like, and then you start hearing. All right, and then we're going to have the starting starting lineup tonight. And you see the guy come alive. He's like, hey, 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 kids. Like, Crusty the Clown comes alive, puts his hat on. He's like, let's go get the kids. Goes out, does his thing, spins around. I don't know what he's doing outside. I can't see anything. All right, and he comes, comes back. I see the door kick on, comes back in, takes the hat off, and just says, he's like, hey. And just sits there. And I was like. Oh my God! Can I get a picture with you? Did you get a picture? Yes, with the helmet, with the hat with off. Hat off. Awesome. I gotta find it. it is you gotta awesome. find it, and we will totally not put it on the No Name Roadshow Instagram site. So yeah. look for it not to be there. <laughs> so, wow! I can't believe I've been told that in a long time. That's a good That's one. That's awesome. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so, what do you think? Like, um, have you seen other mascots at other rinks? No. Okay, because I was going to say, if like, uh, like, is that like, is that the norm for a hockey mascot? Like, to be like this older dude for like older franchises? Like, are if are you the Boston Bruin for life? Right? Like until right. like you decide to give up that job, like that that's what you do because nobody knows. But as long as you're entertaining, like you become the guy. It's not like. Because, like, in Boston, you also have the Celtic, right? And it's usually a lo- young dude who can do, like, flips and, like... Yeah, and he has no mask on. Like, he has he no has, mask on. Like, yeah, like, yeah, and they, yeah. they rotate through people yeah. because there's only so much of that you can do, right? Yeah. And I also imagine, like, in basketball, there's Benny the Bull for the Bulls. And he does, like, he was the original one to, like, do, like, all, of, like, the crazy antics and the trampoline, like, slam dunks. And I things think like that. Pull the curtain on this one. Uh, which we'll call it. So it's got to, like, I'm it's the, guessing it's like younger it's the dudes. Bruin Bear. It's the Bruin Bear, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I did a, a shoot for Fan Fest like, about maybe two years ago. And uh, it is, like, I finally saw who the, they have multiple Bruin Bears. Okay. But I saw who he was. First, like, first string, like the A list Bruin Bear. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, the Bruin Bear that is out maybe outside of the rink that goes to the fan fest. Okay. So like he's yeah, probably but, not the guy he's he, road, he may road, be dancing, but this is even better if this is him dancing. Road bear. Got it. <laughs> road bear. <laughs> I didn't know that's who it was at the time, but imagine like the most blue collar tattoo union worker you ever seen that you don't ever want to fight in an alley. <laughs> the guy that's <laughs> like his skin is muscle tattoo. <laughs> he could he could squeeze a five o'clock shadow out of his face at any moment. <laughs> no shirt is too tight. Nobody like no drunk asshole is sneaking up on the bus oh, and bro- on, yeah. the, on the road brewing oh, and, to and try to like tackle him like they're just running into a tree. At any moment he could pull a hammer and a bunch of nails and screws <laughs> out of his pockets. Timberlands, maybe all the way tied, maybe not all the way tied. Does plowing in the Oh yeah, of course he does. Plowing. And he typically takes the plow off of his truck sometime in June, just in case. Yes, just in case. <laughs> What'd you say about my sister? What'd you say about my mother? Everything. I'll be there for everybody. But I'm the sweetest when it comes to the holidays. Oh, I love the, I love the kids. I love hockey. <laughs> yeah, that dude. I love the clip I keep my phone on around my belt. Oh. <laughs> that dude. 
<laughs> was the dude at the bear guy. And he was the nicest guy. Like, not only was he throwing, like, Boston Bruins sunglasses up to the kids, not only was he signing every autograph, like, doing the, let's go, hands up to everybody. Yeah. On stage. His back pocket was full of scratchies. Yes. <laughs> Fuck pumpkin beer. I'll drink it, but I don't like it. <laughs> you want to go? You're going to go to your take your old man right yeah. now, right yeah. now? I'll just, I'm doing it for the kids. <laughs> that's, that's that dude. And he was, like, as much as I'm making fun of that dude, he was the nicest guy I've ever met. That's so and cool. he was so happy to be the bear. Like, yes, this is my dream. <laughs> uh, one of my uh, favorite mascot stories—not stories. It's more like anecdotes. Yeah. So uh, the Seattle SuperSonics moved. Uh, they left Seattle and they became the Oklahoma City Thunder. The yeah. owner, and I think it was the co-owners. One of which was uh, Howard Schultz. Uh, Starbucks guy. And yep. they're like, we're going to Oklahoma City. So they get up and they move. Uh, the Sonics in the nine or <clears throat> for a while, they had their mascot, was Squatch. Big Sasquatch. <laughs> like, look like... <laughs> look like a disabled Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> not the cane. Not the walker. But the, like the more of like the oh that that poor Wookie, yeah, <laughs> that poor Wookie, um, and uh, when the team sold, they moved to Oklahoma City, and the ownership is uh, like notoriously cheap. That's part of the reason why they moved there because they didn't yes. want to have to pay for the arena. So their new mascot is Buff. Which is slow Chewbacca no. with two horns pasted on his head. <laughs> Same ratty costume, different jersey. <laughs> Buff. Oh, that's so good. Oh. So look for Buff the next Oklahoma City Thunder uh, game on uh, uh, TV. <laughs> Slow Chewbacca. Oh. All righty, man. Well, I think uh, this brings us to the close of 19. Wow. You know, um, I haven't looked at the exact date, but I also think this might be like right around the one year mark. Uh, we're going to have to check that out too. Uh, it might like be. Uh, the anniversary of us doing this. Um, I mean, I guess there was a computer in front of us. We could look at it eh. and find out, but like, yeah, it's way more fun to find out at the end of the episode. Um, but <laughs> as always, uh, Joe, uh, any plugs or pieces of information that we need to know? Where can we find you on social media? Are there boards available? What's going on? Sure. That's funny you ask. Like just today, I, I uh, started up the Instagram account at Lost and Found Skates and started to advertise through there. So you can see what's going on with the skateboards um, at Lost and Found Skates. Is that the and sign? Yeah, at, at Lost and Found. I think it's all one word. Okay. I think so. <laughs> we'll put it'll be in the link bio. Yep. Um, and also you can find out on my travels at macphoto underscore van underscore travels. Um, there's also a link within there you can find uh, Lost and Found Skates. But as of right now, that's that's the two best places you can see what's going on um, currently in my journey. Nice. Um, uh, for all of you great listeners out there, um, you can follow us, uh, or at least our ads for the upcoming episodes at No Name Roadshow. That's where you'll know when uh, we're actually dropping a new one. Uh, we will uh, continue not to post photos on there for you to, to take a look at <laughs> and share to our story. <clears throat> but on all of the awesome platforms that host this great show, uh, please make sure to like, subscribe, uh, and tell your friends uh, all about it. Uh, a lot of podcast platforms are now adding in a whole bunch of other feedback pieces for like upvotes and uh, like I said, likes, which typically haven't been there in the past or other pieces. So uh, the more that you do that, the more you help. 
if you have questions that you want to ask, or if you own a business and would love to advertise to our scores of listeners, uh, email us at nonameroadshow at gmail.com. And yeah, that's uh, that's it for today. Oh, yeah. Joe, awesome Tim. time. Great having you here. And uh, yeah, number 20. We're going to be all grown up yeah. next episode. Whoa, we're not teenagers anymore. No. Alrighty. All right, bud. Later, all. Man has no fear and he's always near. Man, yes, he's bad. Man.